All right, Alexander, let's, uh, let's do a video on the G20 foreign ministers meeting taking place in India. And we had a couple of interesting meetings. Um, one of the interesting meetings was uh, a short meeting, 10 minutes long, not scheduled between um, Lincoln and Lavrov. And it's interesting who wanted this meeting. I think that's that's an interesting bit of information. And then we have another uh, meeting on the sidelines of the of the uh, G20, but I believe this meeting was scheduled. This was a planned meeting, and that has to do with the meeting of the uh, the Quad members, something that we haven't discussed in quite a while, actually. So uh, let's let's tackle the the quick ten minute meeting between Blinken and Lavrov, and then we can get into perhaps the more uh, the more important, more interesting, substantive meeting between uh, the Quad. I even forgot who's in the quad at this point. It's been so yeah. long since we've talked about the quad. I mean, I know it's just we'll come to the quad in the moment. Just to remind everybody, the G20 meeting is the meeting that brings together the leaders uh, of the uh, top 20 economies in the world. So the U.S. is there, obviously. China is there. Russia is there. Germany is there. India is there. And it was India's turn this time to chair the meetings of the Quad. And, you know, there's been a whole succession of different meetings and they're going, they're, they're getting harder. And my impression reading the Indian media is that the Indians collectively and Modi himself personally are becoming increasingly angry about the way in which they feel that the US and the Western powers which they see as overrepresented in the G20, are trying to hijack the G20 and are, in effect, taking steps which are embarrassing India. So there was a finance minister's meeting a couple of days ago, and that failed to produce a communique because the Western powers wanted to have a condemnation of Russia over the Ukraine war in, in the communique. The Indian finance minister said, well, what has this got to do with the finance minister's meeting? The Western powers insisted on it. China and Russia said absolutely no. And there was no communique. And then the foreign ministers met. And again, there was no communique. Because, again, the Western powers wanted to condemn China and Russia. Well, China to condemn Russia over Ukraine. Uh, um, China made it clear that the form in which this condemnation was going to take in the communique was unacceptable to China as well. The Indians were very unhappy. They watered it down uh, uh, as much as they could, but it still was more than the Russians and the Chinese were prepared to take. Um, and in the event, there was no communique either. There was a statement which India signed but it just repeats the um, formula of the U recent UN General Assembly meeting about the Russians having to withdraw their troops from Ukraine immediately and unconditionally. But it doesn't really contain words of condemnation. But there was no communique, and the Indians are furious about this, apparently. And I think this is part of the explanation for that meeting between Blinken and Lavrov, because Blinken also came to India to the G20 meeting, but there were, he also went to this meeting for a meeting of the Quad, 
a, for, a, a foreign minister's meeting of the Quad. Now, the Quad is supposed to be a grouping of four states. It's not supposed to be an alliance, exactly, but it's a meeting of four states, the United States, Australia, Japan and India. And everybody knows that it's ultimately a grouping of countries that are nervous about, unhappy about China, even though it's never evolved into a fully-fledged alliance with China, uh, uh, against China. So I think that Modi basically wanted this meeting um, of the Quad to proceed, but I think he made it very clear to Blinken that he was very unhappy with the um, approaches that the US was taking at the G20 foreign minister's meeting. I think he made it very clear, or rather Modi himself, not Modi himself, his foreign minister, the Indian foreign ministry, made it clear that in order for the Quad meeting to proceed well, there had to be this meeting between Blinken and Lavrov. And sure enough, there was a meeting between Blinken and Lavrov. It was uh, arranged at the very last moment. It broke the sort of embargo that the Western powers have tried to impose upon themselves with meetings of Lavrov. But of course, nothing happened. There was no real discussion, certainly no discussion of Ukraine. As I said, it was just Blinken being pushed into a meeting he didn't really want by the Indians. That's my take of it and without it producing anything at all. So I think what it's doing, what this whole situation is doing, is it's undermining the G20. Now, the Quad meeting did take place, and it did produce a joint statement, and it does mention Ukraine. And I'm just going to read what it says, the part about Ukraine, because it's very interesting. It says, this is, as I said, the United States, Japan... Australia and India, we continue to discuss our responses to the conflict in Ukraine and the immense human suffering it is causing and concur that the use or threat of use of nuclear weapons is inadmissible. We underscored the need for a comprehensive, just and lasting peace in Ukraine in accordance with international law, including the UN Charter. We emphasise that the rules-based international order must respect sovereignty, territorial integrity, transparency and peaceful resolution of disputes. Note that there is no word of criticism of Russia there. Uh, Russia isn't even mentioned, and that is clearly reflects the Indian position, Indian insistence, and I think it reflects the anger that the Indians feel at the way in which the United States uh, try to sab uh, hijack the G20 meetings. Every, uh, every meeting, like these types of international meetings, G20, whatever it is, is they're, they're all becoming focused on, on Ukraine to the point of obsessive. I mean, it's starting to have the reverse effect, isn't it? Instead of instead of the collective West getting something of substance to to pin on Russia or, or against Russia, it's actually turning countries who are not part of the collective West in attendance at these meetings, 
whether it's a G20 or UN or whatever it is, they're actually starting to say, you know, we're we're tired of this. We're actually going to uh, to listen to what Russia has to say. I mean, it's having this obsession is having the reverse effect, and it's also destroying the institutions as well. I mean, we're starting to see that the G7 is of no importance. It, it's not even representative of, of of the great seven powers in the world. That's for sure. And and the G20 is starting to lose its its importance. That is absolutely correct, and that's I mean that of course makes Modi very angry because I said that he was supposed to be this is supposed to be the something that is being chaired by India at the moment. But you're absolutely right. I mean after what's been happening after the uh, affair in Bali, which was you know a train wreck. We've now had two more train wrecks. These two latest meetings were more, even more train wrecks than Bali was. Bali, the Indians managed, the, the Indonesians managed to get things, hold things together to some extent. But these two latest meetings have been train wrecks. And the Indians are furious about this. And you can get the sense that they're angry with the Americans. They feel that the Americans are coming to these meetings. They're obsessive about them. They're showing no respect for India's uh, sensitivities, its relationship, its long-standing relationship with Russia. They're not listening to what the Indians are saying. And as you can see, um, we've had the Indians, as I said, basically forcing Blinken into a meeting with Lavrov. And we see this absolutely bland statement that came out of the Quad, now, remember, for the U.S., the Quad is important because the U.S. is trying to develop some kind of security system in the Pacific, in Asia, against China. And, in fact, India is clearly beginning to become disenchanted even with the Quad. You can see that they watered down the condemnation of Russia to an extraordinary degree. I mean, Russia isn't mentioned in that paragraph um, and I, can, I suspect that what they're basically saying in private is if, if you're only interested in Ukraine, well, what's the point of the Quad as well? Well, I don't understand. What is the point of the Quad? I mean, I understand that well, I, I, the I, U.S. has I, created the Quad to, to go after China. But at this point in time, what's, what's the purpose? I mean, well, you know, the U.S. Is, is working with its partners now to punish China. They've said it. They said they're going to work with their their uh, their allies to place sanctions on China if China delivers lethal aid to Russia, which means that they are placing sanctions on China. I mean, it's going to happen, right? But India being involved in all of this, and and even Japan, to be quite honest, I, I'm having a hard time understanding the whole purpose of the Quad. I I think we have a much more with Russia and Ukraine. And especially after the meeting uh, between uh, Xi Jinping and Lukashenko, I think we, we're starting to get a better understanding as to how the world's divided. Yeah. Well, the purpose of the Quad was to draw India into the U.S.'s alliance system against China. India and China have difficult relations, a history of very difficult relations. Um, what the Indians are finding uh, through their membership of the Quad is that the Americans are unworkable. You can't work with them. Um, remember, the other, three, the other two countries in the Quad, Japan, Australia, are already fully-fledged allies of the United States. They have, the US has security arrangements 
with those two countries. It doesn't, to the same extent, have with India, which prides itself on being an independent, non-aligned country. But what the Indians are discovering is that if you team up with the United States, it's all or nothing as far as Washington is concerned. Either you must agree with Washington on everything, or you start getting railroaded, pressured, bullied, things are demanded of you, and your G20 meetings are wrecked. And I think that the Indians are starting ever so gently, ever so softly, to distance themselves from the Quad. You were saying at the start of this programme that we're hearing less and less about the Quad nowadays. The reason we're hearing less and less about the Quad nowadays is because it's losing significance. Because, as I said, Japan and Australia are US allies anyway. And India, whose membership gave the whole purpose to the Quad, is losing enthusiasm for it. It's starting to put distance between itself and the other three members. And we saw that with the paragraph that came out from this joint statement, the, the paragraph about Ukraine. No criticism of Russia, no discussion about how the war began, um, no acceptance of American mantras that, you know, it's all the fault of Russian aggression, any of that kind of thing. Instead, we have to find some kind of peaceful solution in accordance with international law and the UN Charter, which is essentially, which is, which is exactly what the Chinese are also saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you make of the of the reports from the meeting between Lincoln and uh, and Lavrov, where the U.S. State Department says that Lincoln uh, talked about a prisoner exchange with uh, Paul Whelan, who was supposed to be exchanged three, four months ago, and that with the Brittany Griner, Victor, Victor Vout exchange, but it didn't happen. While the Russian Foreign Ministry is saying that was never brought up, there was no talk about a prisoner exchange. We have two different stories. I, I mean, they, they agree on the fact that they talked about the START uh, nuclear treaty. That Russia and the U.S. agree they talked about that, Blinken and Lavrov. But the prisoner swap was kind of interesting. That one side says we talked yeah. about it, the other side says we didn't talk about it. Yeah, I'll, t I'll tell you why that's happened. Because, as I said, um, the reality, and I, I've no doubt about this, is that Blinken only met Lavrov because, as I said, the, the Indians insisted on it. And, um, of course, he doesn't want to admit to that. He doesn't want to say to people in Washington that, you know, I only met... Lavrov, because the Indians insisted on it. So he's got to come up with reasons why he met with Lavrov. So one is he talks about New Start. And yes, that is a substantive thing. But as I said, we know what the Russian position is. Nobody seriously assumes that Blinken would just go to talk to Lavrov about New Start. So after the meeting's over, they come up with this story that it was all about arranging another exchange to try to get Whelan back. Um, the Russians say that wasn't the case. I have to say, I think the Russians are telling the truth because I, it looks to me like something, as I said, that the, the Americans are now saying, well, you know, it, it, it gives them some kind of cover, explanation, if you like, for this meeting. 
I also find it interesting, one final note uh, before we wrap up. I find it interesting that India tells the U.S., Modi tells Blinken, let's say, to go meet with, uh, with Lavrov or else, and Blinken does it. It shows, it shows the desperation of the U.S. State Department with regards to Ukraine and trying to figure out, figure out, figure out a way to, to, to peel whatever countries they can away from Russia. They'll, they'll do anything at this point in time. Turkey, India, um, whatever country it is, it seems like the U.S. will, will issue warnings, threats. They'll give weapons. I mean, they will do anything that they have to do in order to just peel them away from either their neutrality or their uh, their support of Russia, their trade with Russia, their good relations with Russia. Absolutely. You're completely right about that. I mean, it shows, by the way, the bankruptcy of U.S. foreign policy and of U.S. diplomacy and what you expect when you have someone like Blinken, Tony Blinken in charge. But you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it shows. I mean, you know, the Blinken turns up. There's no prior indication that he was going to meet with Lavrov. I mean, Lavrov clearly wasn't expecting to meet Lincoln at this meeting. Um, and in fact, Lavrov has given a very interesting um, account of how, you know, people try and, you know, when he walks down the corridors, everybody from the West tries to hide away from him, <laughs> you know, as if, you know, he wasn't there, avoid having any sort of contact with him and then suddenly at the last moment he gets this call from Blinken can we meet and then Blinken comes along and he comes up with nothing you know he talks about new start he doesn't have anything substantive to say he could have written to Lavrov about this or done something else as it's obvious he's done this because he needs to get the keep the Indians happy but of course what he's doing is he's communicating the very same desperation that you're saying. And he's also communicating the fact that he's really out of ideas because, you know, the Indians say, you know, go off, you must meet Lavrov. He meets Lavrov, but he turns up with nothing. He's got nothing to say. He's not really prepared to enter into substantive discussions with Lavrov about Ukraine. The Americans are not prepared to speak to the Russians about Ukraine. Certainly the group in charge of U.S. foreign policy, of which uh, Blinken is a part. They're not interested in negotiations with Russia over Ukraine. So the result is that we have a situation where a meeting takes place, which is completely lacks substance. It's a meeting for a sake of a meeting, because that's all it was. And I don't think the Indians are going to be impressed. I don't think anybody is. But there we are. That's what U.S. foreign policy is reduced to. Lavrov himself treats the whole meeting with Lincoln. If you, if you read what he's been saying about it, he sees it almost as, he, he takes an almost humorous view of the whole event. Yeah. It, it is kind of ridiculous that you have Lavrov and Blinken at the same event and they do meet for 10 minutes and, you know, Ukraine is not discussed. I mean, it's you know, laughable when you think about it. It is laughable. There, there is no, there is no peace coming in in Ukraine. At least, if if you look at this situation. No, no, no. I mean, there is a darkening mood. There's a. I mean, you know, the there was an interesting article in Politico, which um, I think must have been published shortly after this meeting, 
The Politico is an interesting magazine because, of course, it's quite close to the administration. But it says Biden's triumphant visit to Kiev gives way to sober war reality. And um, then it goes on to discuss how doubts are growing. The war isn't really going well, all sorts of things like that. And one, one gets the sense that even within, let's say, not the core group, the core neocon group at the centre, but, you know, the sort of larger Democratic Party, they're beginning to worry. They're beginning to get worried that, you know, the group in charge, Biden and his team, are, are leading everybody down a rabbit hole with no real sign of how to get out. There's even a rather interesting quote from one of Obama's um, advisors in which, you know, he basically asks, what the, what's the plan? Where's the strategy? You can find it all in that political article. And if you come to meetings like the one at the G20, the foreign minister's meeting at the G20, without a plan and at the same time demand on a communique that represents your own thinking and are prepared to wreck the whole meeting unless you get your way, which is what happened, then, of course, ine inevitably, the, you're, you're going to be found out. People are going to ask you, well, what is your plan? What do you intend to do? And, of course, when Blinken was pushed to meeting Lavrov, he didn't have anything to say, so he mumbled some words about New Start, and then he goes back to Washington, and he said it was all really about Wheeling. All right, we will leave it there, the Duran.locals.com. We are also on Rockfin as well, and go to the Duran shop, 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.